At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. Well, welcome. Uh, you know, we're awfully excited to get in the game week here. Um, you know, utilized last week, I, I thought, really well to um, to move on uh, from the Montana game. You know, certainly not forget it, but move on. And had a couple really good practices while we didn't know who we were going to play. Um, our guys got a chance to, to get out and go home and, and join others, I guess, uh, for Thanksgiving on Thursday, which I think was, uh, you know, obviously a very enjoyable day for them. Brought them back on, on Friday, found out who we were going to play on Saturday, had a really spirited practice um, Saturday night after that crazy long game, and then uh, we're back at it again this morning. So, you know, uh, looking at the way that game unfolded, um, you know, uh, Tennessee Martin, um, you know, put did a lot of things well in that game. Uh, obviously, obviously opportunistic to get the, the six turnovers and turn them into points and, and you know uh, the way we see it. You know they they won a they won a game they weren't supposed to win. Tons of momentum, um, and and you know conference champion. Um, you know anytime you win a conference, you know you have a chance to you know really really do some things. And, and from a confidence perspective, they won a lot of close games this year. They're a very mature team as far as um, numbers of six-year players and, and whatnot. So uh, you know we have to find a way for us to play. Um, Play much better than we did the previous Saturday, um, and we're aimed to do that. Um, but understand, we have a um, a tough challenge in front of us. So I'll open it up for questions. So how did you and, and the team, I guess, spend the holiday? Well, uh, it was important that um, everybody had a place to go, but uh, did not want to make it an obligated thing either. You know, uh, because we had the ability to take that day off. Um, so yeah, I think by and large, you know, everybody went their separate ways. I know, um, you know, a couple of our Bozeman families hosted some 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 groups, but nothing too crazy. Um, from what I heard, Amandre Williams was quite the quite the chef. Uh, you know, he, he and his fiance hosted a big group. Um, but yeah, I think just getting away. I know the Tuesday before we had a chance to get out in the community and, and do some volunteer work, which was a real priority when we were given the opportunity. Um, and I think our guys really enjoyed that uh, that opportunity to get out for a couple hours. And it was a food bank, it was Habitat, um, the uh, warming center. I think we had a chance to really, hopefully, make an impact in our community that day. So yeah, it was it was a chance to just relax, I guess, and uh, spend time with uh, with loved ones. Okay, you smoked the turkey, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of turned out. It turned out quite well. Yes, thanks Did for you noticing. Specifically, or was it? I actually did it. Yes. Yep. Yep. She did everything else. We had a really good meal, so it was uh, it was good. How was it, the, the bye weeks? I mean, how much did that help in terms of kind of getting a you know restoration in terms of you know, injuries, but also mentally as well? Yeah. I, yeah. I think uh, I think any time you have a bye, it does allow you to to reset sort of um, and, and reset with your health, reset with your with your mind. Um, 
And I think for us, uh, as a football team, you know, we were not too far removed from our previous bye, but to have another one was, was a real benefit. Um, we certainly needed the rest from a health perspective, I think. And then, um, you know, just re- I kind of guess recalibrating, so to speak, um, as we, we, we look to make a week-by-week run. Um, and I think creating competition, you know, was something we were able to do um, in those couple practices last week where it was probably more about going offense versus defense, uh, open some things up in special teams so we could, you know, uh, again, just try to put our best uh, best 11 out there, you know, whether it's offense, defense, special teams at a time. Saturday's practice, you described it as spirited. Why? Well, we had a nice night for one because um, we didn't end up practicing until 6 o'clock. And, and it was, you know, the game, I believe, didn't finish till 20 to 6. Um, and started at two and you know it was obviously back and forth back and forth and, and you're you're waiting on that result to, to know who you're going to play and, and and the practice you know was going to be dedicated towards that new opponent um but uh, yeah our guys had a good energy I, I think once once you know your direction with just about anything I think you're um you're taking that jump forward so yeah our guys uh enjoyed the night and, and we had a good hour practice and you know um we were able to follow that up this morning Yeah, running backs, um, for sure, you know, a good combination. Uh, they're a little bit different than each other. Um, I, you know, I really feel like quarterback-wise, um, you know, we don't know exactly. We're going to see, um, you know, the conference player of the year. And, you know, in, in Howard um, is was there on the sideline, not dressed, but um, I think we got to anticipate that he could play. But I thought um, – you know, I thought Wynn came in and, and really made some throws. They're quite a bit. They're quite a bit different, but you know, he made a bunch of throws. And um, you know, Williams as a big target uh, was a real problem for Missouri State. You know, I, I thought he made several plays with the ball. You know, those fifty-fifty balls. And, and you know, I, defensively, they're uh, they're extremely active. I, I know. Um, you know, it's a three-man front. Um, you know, they, they move quite a bit, uh, they disrupt quite a bit, and, and it's probably different than the multiple front teams that we've seen this year, um, but some guys that can, you know, uh, really cause problems in particular in our front uh, front seven. Offensively, what, what kind of, what do they like to do? I, mean, I guess it probably depends on the quarterback, but what do they like to do? What kind of plays are they, are they, are they most? Well, uh, yeah, that, that's a good question because I, I think they would differ a little bit based on who's playing quarterback. Um, you know, they're, they're from a run perspective, um, more of a zone team. Um, and then, you know, I know in the game on Saturday in particular, it was it was about finding one-on-one matchups, um, in, in particular with Williams. I, I know if, if uh, you know, Howard's playing quarterback, um, you know, quarterback run would be a much bigger part. They really didn't run uh, the quarterback much the other day. Um, and, you know, again, it was, was, was their type of offense in that game dictated – by how Missouri State played. I mean, they had plenty of one-on-one matchups they were getting in that game. Um, so they were able to throw the ball down the field. I think they would, you know, potentially look at us a little bit differently um, than the amount of one-on-ones, the amount of man coverage that we play relative to what Missouri State plays, I think is, is different. But, uh, you know, decent balance. Of, you know, certainly two backs that have a um, good good amount of yardage along with a quarterback if Howard were to play that uh, I think rushed for just, just under 500 yards. So... Um, a lot of different threats, I guess, would be the way I'd pose it. And the running backs seem like one's bigger than the other. Do they run kind of that way, one faster than the other, or are they both? 
Yeah, I think uh, you know very much that change of change of pace between the two different styles. Um, yeah, you know the, um, the and that difference I do, I do think does create problems for for tacklers. You know, um, especially if you if you if you allow them to get in space. Um, you know, just how you take on one guy uh, as opposed to the other, um, you know, is a, is a different mindset. So, you know, that's a good blend for them that they've had going. And, you know, they didn't, uh, you know, when you look at 30 pounds difference between two, two, two guys, that's pretty significant. Is there a change in mentality coming into postseason play versus regular season, or does it feel about the same once again? Well, it's, it's win or go home. Um, so I don't, you know, preparation, our model, you, you hope you develop a pretty consistent model of how to prepare for your game on Saturday. Um, I, I certainly hope you you leave it all out there every Saturday we play. Um, but, I, you know, the the finality of, of it, you know, with, uh, with the result, um, you know, I, I suppose creates a little bit more urgency. But, you know, in all likelihood, you know, we, I think we have a pretty mature team that, you know, I think he's gone about our business pretty consistently. And, and I know last week was different when you don't know necessarily who you're going to play. But now that we know our opponent and we're in a game week, um, it's very much the same. You know, I, I think I think that competitiveness um, that we're consistently trying to find, who you know who's going to go out there and compete the best, you know, last week did give us some opportunities to maybe look at a little bit of that. You know, I, I, in particular, I think uh, – you know, special teams where, you know, I think we struggled more in special teams than any other game that we had to this point. And, and so we need to we need to find guys that are going, going to go out there and, and value those reps and, and and get the ball carrier down, cover, and, and, you know, we need to we need to get the return games going. So um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it allowed for some potential change, but I don't think as, as we're in the game week, we look at it much differently. On offense, is there anything in the last week that, that you looked at that you really specifically want to adjust? Well, you know, I, I think at the end of the night or the day, I guess, on on Saturday, this coming Saturday, I look, I would look at the stat sheet and we're more balanced, uh, you know. Um, and and that, that's a product of, you know, our, our first and second down production and, and being able to, to be more more the aggressor, I guess. Um you know, so I think I think personnel-wise, you look and say, okay, what personnel groupings, what personnel in general allows us to be the most successful, um, and then play selection. You know, each team that you match up with is a little bit different. I, I know, ultimately, um, you know, we got to go out there and play as fast as we possibly can, offensively, and I, I don't think we did that against Montana. Um, so finding a way to get there, and that's a real broad statement, but I, I think that's ultimately what we've got to do. You know, we can't we can't let the defense dictate um, like we did that day. Um, so we got to do things that are you know within our capabilities, and, and certainly try to strike a balance. It doesn't mean we need to be you know throwing the ball all of a sudden 30, 35 times, but we better find a way to complete the ball um, a decent amount. You know, and uh, you know utilize our our players on the on the outside, you know, um, we got good players out there, and, and we, you know, we got to find a way to get them the ball. A lot of key players on that UT Martin offense are veterans. <clears throat> Did you see that giving them any sort of advantage against Missouri State? Well, I think they a couple things. I, I think they went in that game with a chip on their shoulder. You know, they were a conference champ. Uh, Missouri State was a 
was a runner-up. They had to go to Missouri State. I, I you know, everybody, um, all the experts, I think, picked Montana or picked Missouri State to win that game. Um, so they had that chip. I, I think, uh, you know, this is a this is a one-shot deal for a lot of those guys. This is, that wasn't a this isn't a program that has playoff experience. Um, it, it's been a long time since Martin has been, you know, in the playoffs. So, you know, I think they just played in a lot of ways like they had nothing nothing to lose and, and continued to gain confidence as that game went along um you know that was apparent you know that that's the one thing you know early on when they got a couple stops three i think they got three and outs their first couple times out on d and and then they ultimately got that muff punt you said this is going to be a long game just because missouri states opened that that door for martin to continue to gain confidence um and that's what i saw and it, well, well that's relative you know to their experience relative to a lot of those guys hey this is their this is their one shot you know and uh you saw them play you know with a nothing to lose mindset um you know and, and the, you win a game like that for them they're playing with they're playing with house money and when you have that mindset uh you know you're really dangerous i know that Well, first of all, his ability, I think we benefit quite a bit. You know, his, his ability, especially in passing situations, to get after the quarterback is exceptional. Um, but then, like a lot of our, you know, really good players, his work habits um, and really how I think he's went about, you know, creating opportunities for, for himself while he's been there, I think speaks for itself. And when, when younger players see that, I think there's a huge impact. Um, you know, I would say he's been our most impactful kickoff cover guy, you know, and, and whether that's, you know, making a tackle or eating up double teams, it, I think that that's something that speaks volumes to, you know, all our down the line guys, all our younger guys saying hey, that's how you're supposed to, that's how you're supposed to do it. And I, and I know Daniel learned it from guys before him, you know, Travis Johnson was probably that kind of kickoff cover guy in 19, um, you know, so I, I think. You know, those type of guys taking those roles seriously, um, those type of guys working like they do and, and being so unselfish, um, you know, that hopefully becomes a cyclical deal that, you know, uh, there's going to be another Daniel Hardy down the road that uh, does the same thing. Uh, talking to Sean, it sounded like his move to defensive end, it was, there, there was a lot of kind of working from ground zero with his technique and getting his hand in the ground. What was that like coaching him through that transition? Well, I think first off, he bought into it wholeheartedly. You know, I, I think he saw it um, as a great opportunity for him. And, and to become better, you need to you need to see yourself in that role, really succeeding, and then just just work like crazy and be uh, be a real student of you know not only the big picture but just the finite details of now I'm I'm playing completely different because he had he had backed up you know both Troy and Amandre in those you know those outside backer positions before and. And there's hardly any translation um, from a skill perspective, skill set perspective, and what we were going to ask him to do. And you know, he was one of those guys I thought that had a um, a very good spring in in closing that gap. But then, you know, could take what he learned in the spring and apply it, you know, in those times in the summer when no one no one was watching. And then, you know, I think through the fall, just continue to get better and not be not be complacent at any, you know point in time even though he had you know he achieved some early success this fall you know he's continued to work you know where I see him 
you know, really growing is his ability to defend the run, and, and that's that's the hard part. I, I think he was probably born to rush, rush the passer, so to speak, and especially when he got to that that frame and that size. But to be able to play the run now, that's a whole different thing. That's training your eyes. That's being disciplined with with your gap in our defense. And you know, I've uh, you know, our D line coaches have really worked hard with him, both Sean and Adam, to continue. You know, him and Andre really in very similar situations and playing a, a, a different form of that position they were played. So, uh, you know, just you know, really pleased with him. And I think uh, you know, we need a, a bunch of big games out of him moving forward. Any uh, injury updates? Yeah, you know, coming out of that game on on Saturday, uh, we didn't suffer anything too significant. Um, I I think the week off uh, for a guy like Isaiah um, was pretty significant. Um, you know, guys that were out, uh, you know, a, a TJ session, I, I will continue to be out um, defensively. Yeah, we we probably got through it pretty healthy, and and you know, I, I'd like to think in some ways could be as healthy as as we've been uh ty went down but i think i think ty even with the week off you know if we played last week he maybe wouldn't have played but i think he'll be able to to go at it so um yeah i feel pretty good about you know where we're at health wise yeah have you felt now looking over film uh, how rush has done in places well uh i think he's he you know he's can he's got to continue to get better um to say that he exactly filled TJ's shoes, I would say that's not necessarily the case, but he's played six quarters now, um, and he's played better within that, and I, I think he's practiced better. And, and, you know, once you've been out there and you know the way things work, it works a little faster than, than you're used to in practice. You practice a little bit different. So I think we've been, um, you know, pleased with Rush, but, again, it's, you know, there's a there's a – task in front of him to keep getting better through this time on the field yeah he uh kind of mentioned some nerves before that attacker is first time ever being there did he look it or did he seem like he kind of settled in well i i think the challenging part for a young player like that uh, beyond the the all that's on uh, all that's at stake the physical nature uh, you're playing out there at tackle handling the noise you know i think that was the one thing that i know he had a couple uh procedures in that game but I think as far as his play, once he got going, I, I do think he he settled in. Um, but he's you know he's part of a group that, that didn't have their best day. You know, uh, there's no denying that, and you know there was a lot of factors that go go into that. So, you know, we have to find a way to play better up front. Rush is part of that, um, and will be for the you know the foreseeable future. And I guess just with Matt too, it seems there anything specifically since he's <clears throat> the beginning of the season when he played pretty well that you've seen that has kind of changed. Well, I would I would say this. Um, we've played um, we've played some better teams um, in the second half of this season as opposed to the first. You know, I think some of the things that maybe came easy based on those opponents um, are easier. Um, haven't been there against some of our better opponents. Um, you know, I think he's been I think he's played on his heels a little bit more. Um, you know, and and I think that's always a challenge at quarterback when 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 you're feeling things. Um, you know, sometimes there's something to it, and sometimes there's not. You know, and you can't play that position on your heels. I, I think I think that game in Missoula more than any he played on his heels, and, and we got to be able to to work that out of him. Um, you know, I, I think 
he owned that performance. He, he knew that uh, that wasn't what we needed that day. And, you know, with, a, with an extra week in the mix, you'd like to think. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. Well, I think starting at the top, um, you know, pleased that Troy was 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 honored as the the defensive player. I, I think, you know, um, I think his body of work over over his time here speaks for itself. But I I hope that award was 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 awarded to him because of how he's played this year. I think it all kind of works together. But I, I think he um, I think he has been the best defensive player um, in our conference in. You know he's he's so impactful for us that that was um, I was happy to see him get that honor. I think the guys that uh, that, that got the first team um, notoriety so so Lance Isaiah Lewis on, on offense I think you know um, very well deserved. I look at at Lance getting it as a receiver and there's a lot of there's a lot of receivers that had numbers in our league um, of people that throw more than us. Um, but I think his impact on our passing game. Um, garnered him that that honor I was pleased pleased that way I, I know looking on the defensive side um, you know uh, Chase is, is a guy that as other coaches know um, and I, I probably didn't appreciate that till we got in the conference call so you know Chase Daniel um, and, and obviously Troy getting you know first team honors I think uh, very well deserved and I think you know the way that it shook out in second and third team I, I think uh, you know in our, our league I think you know, happy with what our guys were they you want to get as many guys honored as you could and you know I, I think how it fell and with in the league with a lot of good players um, we're pleased about it Coulter do you have anything yeah sure hey coach um, first of all broadly when you get into the playoffs it's always going to be a less familiar opponent, but this is a completely unfamiliar opponent as a team that's only ever played one playoff game and never played Montana State. So from a coaching perspective, how do you go about preparing and how is it different uh, than it is uh, during the normal year or during conference play? Well, I, you, like any any opponent, you, you dig into the film. Um, you, try to, you try to gauge. You know, I think that's the harder part sometimes is you're, you're not gauging – your opponent against people that you know. I guess that's probably the biggest, biggest difference. Um, you know, our familiarity with with the OVC. I, you know, as a as a staff, um, would be somewhat limited. I know uh, Austin P came out here back in in nineteen um, as the. I think they would have been the champs in that league that year. So there's little little familiarity from some of the guys on the staff and, and certainly some of the guys on the team um, from that game. Um, you know, even, you know, even my familiarity with uh, an opponent like Missouri State is is old. I mean, that's that goes back quite a few years. So, you know, I I, I think you just you dig into the film. Um, you 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 certainly try to um, find 
common opponents that do things that you do. And when you have 12 games, I think you can find that in the mix of, of 12 games and see how you know they attacked similar schemes um, and then try to figure out ways you can uh, attack them at the same time. Um, certainly call around and, and, and try to get as much information um, from, from colleagues in the coaching community that we can and get our guys as prepared as possible and, and, and certainly give them the utmost respect. I, I think regardless of how that game went down on Saturday, who was favored, how it played out, that was the first thing we addressed. We, we're going to play the winners of this game. Um, and they won because they were supposed to win that day, and they got a, a heck of a lot of uh, experience. I know that's the one thing that you look up and down. There's a lot of graduates, a lot of seniors uh, on that roster, like I mentioned before, with with this one shot. And we got we got a little bit of that too, you know. And, and I think uh, that maturity, you end up ultimately getting um, a team's best. And you know, we have to we have to prepare real well and. You know, it's got to still be about us. I think, regardless of who we ended up playing, it's it's got to be about us putting our our best out there, and that's what we aim to do. You kind of touched on it there with the Ohio Valley, but uh, I know that there's certain leagues in the FCS, like the Big Sky and the Missouri Valley, that have sort of identities of the league. I know that that's never always the truth because there's different teams in every league, but. but is there like an identity or like a style you would say that Ohio, the Ohio Valley plays? Well, that's that's a good question. I, I I think this is real broad. I would say it's a it's it's a more wide open league than it is this you know uh, physical lineup in you know two tight ends and a fullback and all that. I, I think relative certainly to the Missouri Valley, I, I do think you know the offensive schemes um, would probably match up a little bit more collectively with our, with our league and that's a broad that's a broad statement but you see you know certainly more receivers on the field um than you do uh say in the Missouri Valley so yeah more wide open um you know I, I think uh athletic um I would say that you know uh and ultimately you win any league um you know that's and they won nine games in a row uh and won some games that were you know with they were very competitive games, and they found ways to win. Um, and I know they, they lost that last week of the season without without their quarterback, but you string together nine wins, you're doing something right, and you're finding confidence. And, you know, it, I've read a lot about, you know, how they felt going going back to fall camp that this this team was special in their minds. This, this group really uh, had come together so they could do things that this program hasn't done, and, you know, they've done that. They, they – uh, won a conference for the first time in a long time, made it to the playoffs for the first time in a long time, and, and obviously went on the road and, you know, beat a really good opponent in Missouri State. So, um, boy, I went on a tangent there. I, not even relative to your question, but I, I think a lot of respect for them, I guess. And, and you know, the, the league, I think, um, you know, doesn't get the respect it deserves, but you win it, you win any league. I think you uh, deserve our respect for sure. They forced six turnovers against Missouri State. Uh, it, it, was that a, a product of what they, something they were doing defensively, or is that a momentum thing where they just started, you know, kind of ball hawking? Or do you worry, I guess, about the fact that they were able to force so many turnovers in the first round? Well, you know, it's something that uh, I think won them the game. I mean, they were plus five. Uh, you know, and, and you have two special teams turnovers there. That um, boy, that that 
you know, give them momentum and give them opportunity. And they got 10 points off of those two special teams turnovers. So you, I hope we could, we could, uh, um, you know, eliminate that. I, I think defensively, the uh, the three picks they had, um, in particular the last one, they closed it out. I mean, that was a really that was a really good play. You know, that was a 50-50 little slant ball that uh, their def- defender um, got that ball up in the air, and then another guy came in and, and made the pick. And, and yeah, so I think it's confidence. It's an it's an aggressive nature. Um, I know they had a, at least one that was pretty much thrown right to them, but. You know, uh, they were they got they got Missouri State off off the rhythm, and in that you could tell in that game, um, you know, UT Martin's confidence was growing, and Missouri State's uh, I don't know if it was confidence so much, but you know, I, I think you you you're the favorite, and, and those games go on, and and, and you have you start making mistakes. Um, I think you be, you press a little bit, and I think that that created some of those situations that. Uh, you know, um, turnover-wise, I, I, I'm I'm certain. You know, Missouri, Missouri State's quarterback was the player of the year in the Missouri Valley. So, you know, he made probably some un, uncharacter, uncharacteristic mistakes uh, that certainly UT Martin gets a bunch of credit for. It seems like every week I'm asking you about some sort of familiarity or crossover with staffs, but it seems like there's almost none on this. Partially just because of the regionality of it. But do you by chance have any? familiarity or crossover with with coach Simpson and his staff the only uh coach that I know is uh, Jay McIntyre his dad was uh the head coach at Colorado uh, Mike McIntyre so got to know him we went down there to visit Jay was a player down there um he's a young coach but he's going to be a really good coach um he's the one coach that I know um you know I think we certainly as, as football fans remember Drew Tate as quarterback at Iowa but I don't know him at all so now that's kind of where the familiarity begins and ends. And I know that there's a lot of momentum that goes into a season, but also uh, sometimes the, the renewal of a season can cause like a, a sort of a rebirth or a, uh, a start from fresh attitude. I mean, how do you marry those two things? How do you carry the momentum from a nine-game winning streak throughout the year, but also then don't let the loss at the end of the year uh, hinder you as you go in the playoffs? How do you kind of recapture that momentum from the regular season? Yeah, you know, I, I think I think as we sat there uh, at, at the end of the day in Missoula, um, there was a lot of there was a lot of pain and hurt that long bus drive home, but knew that wasn't the the end of this story for this team and, and didn't have to be. Um, so, you know, keep it as simple as hey, we're not going to forget that that performance, and we got to figure out a way to to play better than we did that day. Uh, but move on um, and make make this story um, continue. You know, I, I think that's that's the mindset you have to have. It's it's you know we knew going into that game that that we would have a playoff opportunity. Um, didn't know exactly what it would be, win or lose. Didn't know exactly how that would play out. Um, you know, we're able to get the you know the seed and get the bye. Um, I think there was there was some there was a sense of relief there, knowing that we'd we'd have a chance to um, you regroup a little bit, and, and I think that's what this team has done. Uh, go back to the basics last week and really have some uh, good competitive practices where we weren't just going through the motions. You know, we were um, testing guys and, and seeing who who would come out of that a little bit, and, and um, you know, I, I think. 
truly buy into the mentality that everybody's got a shot here and, and it went from 24 to 16 we're one of the 16 we want to you know we want to become one of the eight um, and to do that we gotta we gotta play well we gotta believe in what we're doing we gotta believe in each other and I, and I think that team or our team has uh, has found that through this last week and we'll continue to prepare and, and you know um, go out and be a hungry um, aggressive team on Saturday Last one for me, just out of curiosity, what's your perspective on the playoff field and, and the 24 teams? I know you coached in this thing when it was a 16-team bracket and a 24-team bracket, so do you have any thoughts on, on just the, the the expansion of it and just the way that it's operating in its current form? Yeah, I think the four years that I, we were a part of it, 10 to 13, it was actually 20. Um, it was when that, that stretch when it went to 20. And, you right. know, four teams got buys in, in three of those years um, – we had a bye. We had home home field um, at NDSU, and you know, um, I think as automatic bids have expanded, I, I think moving to twenty four um, was reasonable uh, for sure. I you know the the regional aspect. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Um, you know, you can you can pit teams right back against each other, but. You know, I understand that that's that's probably a um, a cost measure as much as anything. Um, but do you get to eight and you have the best eight teams because of the regional nature? I don't know. Um, it's not for me to decide. I just know, you know, we got to make the most of our opportunity. We're we're not in the the regional mode so much where we got stuck, um, and, and we got to run with it the best we can. So. You know, um, I, I do think the 24 in response to more automatic bids was was probably necessary. I think 24 probably is a is a pretty good number. I look at our league getting five for the first time. The Missouri Valley had six. I, I do think um, they probably got the teams in for the most part that they were supposed to. Um, and at the end of the day, I'm worried about one of them. So I, I think, uh, you know, uh, we're sitting right now. We got to make the boat most of this opportunity, and that's just the you know one game at a time here with with UT Martin in front of us. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news.